is the Entertainment Beyond Podcast with your host Jensen Dean Jackson and Alan Weinstein, bringing you all things relevant in pop culture and entertainment. We will be with you weekly, at least, talking about movies, politics, music, and all things in between. So check us out. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. How's it going? Good, how are you? Just waking up. I hear you. Sorry if you hear some typing in the background. I'm working while I podcast. You're working while what? you're working. You're, you're the one who's always responsible for these weird sounds in our podcasts. Speaking of weird sounds, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a much delayed podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, today, I'm so tired. <laughs> this episode is brought to you unofficially by Monster Juice, Energy Juice, Mango Loco. Oh, Chico, we're going local. I'm not. That's terrible. Shouldn't do that. <laughs> fucking horrible. Sorry to any of the, the Latino community that had to listen to that. That was fucked up. Uh, the unofficial sponsor did not prompt me to do that. That's just straight up, you know, first world ignorance. <laughs> it only took us a minute and 18 seconds to offend all three of our listeners. Yep. Um, Unleash the Beast, Monster Loco, Juice. Let's just fuck off to the rest of the podcast. All right. I know you're tired, but uh, since this was your choice of movie, I'm going to let you. Uh, yeah, leave but I'm sorry. Who finished it last? Who finished it last? I don't know. I don't uh, know. You did. When I texted you, you still. I watched the whole entire movie in one sitting, sir. <laughs> That's why you should be the one to talk about. Um, no, I mean. A, a fresher memory than I do. Vaguely. I mean, here's the thing the thing is, is that. Uh, you know, I, I, we're we're going to be talking about a movie called Boss Level, which I don't know if it's technically a Hulu original, but it's it was on Hulu. It's a Hulu, Hulu original after some of the guys from uh from Blumhouse went in and edited the movie to save it. There's actually a, a lawsuit from Blumhouse to Hulu for lack of payment. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't even, this tells you how disengaged I kind of was with the film, even as I was watching it. I didn't really realize until like the final scene that boss level, the name was an indication of a way to tie it into the video game scene. Like each one of his attempts was another life. Like you're playing Mario or Zelda or something. And you keep dying and you keep having to figure out, which I guess is the overall kind of idea of um, that's not the storyline, but that seems to be the idea that he's, you know, these attempts are like different levels in a game and that eventually he gets to the boss level. Um, did you throw I, up you know, your, your, uh, your fucking quotations when you did that? I sure did air quotes and everything. Um, so this, I'm going to refer back to my wonderful 
high art statement, you know, in criteria. This is definitely, um, I, you know, I, I was very, I was disappointed in the movie. I'll just come out and say it. I, you know, this is not a theme that's new. Um, this, you know, having to repeat the day, which is basically what it is. And I guess this was, you know, I guess maybe giving it a, an underlying video game kind of theme, whatever to it, I, along with it makes it maybe different. I don't know. It feels to me like die another day. If like an action version of groundhog's day, I've seen this film. Die another mm-hmm. day. Didn't have. Yeah. That, huh? Not die <laughs> another day. Maybe it's tomorrow. What you is mean, it? Live, die, die, repeat. Thank you. Live, die, repeat. Um, so um, follows the pantheon of tradition that was set in place by Groundhog's Day in such movies as Live, Die, Repeat or Happy Death Day or Happy Death Day to You was an original concept. But I, I found that uh, there was some fun to be had in the uh, in the uh, the the little repeats of that. I found it funny that he had a routine for, you know, I, I suppose dying, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I guess. I mean, the whole thing was weird. It took me a little bit to even understand. I mean, obviously I understood right away what was going on, you know, because he's dealing with the same thing day after day. But it took me, I mean, I I was confused because it seemed to go into, um, it was like, you know, showing us attempt, I don't know, 51, and then all of a sudden, it showed us yesterday, and he was talking to a woman. He's talking um, to his ex-wife. Right. He's talking to his, well, that's what I mean. I was getting there. He's talking to a woman who come to discover is his ex-wife. And I guess there's a kid that doesn't know he's the dad. But then I'm really confused, and it's probably because I was super stoned and wasn't 100% focused because I wasn't, wasn't holding my attention, per se. Um, I, I was unclear how the kid then ended up, I guess I was unclear about the whole, he discovered the kid in the, in the day again, like each, I don't know. And then they had this weird to a place that he had never been before and he had never lived that long. And he just, he never lived past 1247, right? Done skipping school. It was just all chance. Right. So, and then they have these weird, like, then they have these weird moments that I guess are supposed to pull at my heartstrings where he spends time with his, son who doesn't know he's his son and they have these moments playing video games and sitting on the it looked like I, I guess maybe it was a dock or they were sitting somewhere uh, on a bench maybe at a park or something and uh, yeah I mean I just or the yeah where the scene you know where the, I guess the whatever happens is happening like the the city turns into colors and it comes and it engulfs them um, and I you know I guess that's supposed to talk to your heart you're supposed to feel something for the guy and the kid. I guess I thought the kid was okay. I thought the main actor dude was terrible. I didn't think he did a very good job at all. I thought he was kind of wooden and one-dimensional. Um, I didn't really care for just him in general. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I just, the movie didn't do anything for me. I thought, Honestly, I thought it was pretty Well, you know, Alan, for a free movie, I enjoyed myself. I laughed. But then again, I don't know at this point in my life if the things I'm laughing at aren't supposed to be funny or if they are, I don't know. You know, there was a scene in, in, a, in the final season of Ray Donovan 
where he had to trick this Islander guy that was beating the shit out of his ex-wife into this apartment so he can make it look like he killed this other guy. And when the Islander guy gets there, naturally he walks in the room and he's like, hey, what the fuck? And then Ray shoots him in the head. And I laughed at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, with surprise. The guy was surprised to see a fucking dead body. But I don't think that I was supposed to laugh at it. You know, I don't think it was supposed to be funny. And there's a bunch of those scenes, like when he throws the fucking sword through that fat dude's head, uh, yeah. the head of security, that I've seen in some else. I've seen him be like a funny guy in some else. Yeah, that's Will Sasso. Him. That's Will Sasso. Okay, Will Sasso, yeah. Trying to be Mr. Tough Guy with the, the, the colored in beard. <laughs> and he backs up and fucking uh, Mel Gibson is like, whoa. And it's like, are you okay? It's like, I just laughed because I'm like, how is that? How is anybody with a fucking sword sticking out of their head okay? No, he's not okay. He's very much going to die eventually. But his reaction drew me to laugh. And there's a couple of those parts where something pretty fucking serious is happening and I'm giggling like schoolgirl. So, you know, my scruples are all fucked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> I thought it was, um, you know, for, for a decent... I, I, I've known about boss levels. Like, uh, I don't think there are movies, you know... There are certain movies that I've been waiting for for a long time, like Doom, that I saw yesterday and I walked out towards the end for reasons. Something I've been waiting a long time uh, a long time to see. I know boss level, you know, like I said, it's it's it, it took forever to get to get pushed out the door and another reason that you probably might have not liked it uh, Alan mm-hmm. is it's a uh, Joe Carnahan movie and I know for me personally Joe Carnahan you know you look at some of the movies he's done movies like The Grey and some of those other like kind of cheapo action movies Joe Carnahan kind of has his own you know it's him when you see one of his movies and he's not always impressive to me so when I saw the name, because I didn't know he had directed it till the end, he he directed it. I think he wrote it and helped produce it. Uh, it did lose a little bit. I was like, oh well, that kind of deflates the ego of this movie for me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I the gray. I'm trying to think. Uh, that was the one with Liam Neeson. You know that racist fuckhead that uh. He oh, see, I didn't realize he was a racist fuckhead, but... Yeah, you did hear that story about when he was doing promotion for a movie and he said, he claimed that one of his female friends was claiming that she was raped by a black guy. So in his quote to the press, he went out on the streets of Ireland looking for any black bastard to murder. That was nice. his words, you know. Sweet. Words of Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, not very Jedi, if you ask me. Sweet. Um, no, I didn't notice that, but but clearly, you know, this the the director likes you know racist guys. He's got Liam Neeson in the gray. He's got Mel Gibson in this film. Which, when I realized it was Mel Gibson, I was even more irritated that I was watching something that I wasn't enjoying and supporting someone that I really don't want to support. Um, I don't, you know, again, this movie didn't move the needle for me. I was very dis- I was very disappointed, mostly just because. And I, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, I tend to um, take value in the stuff that you recommend most of the time, because I think that you have a a pretty discerning palette and we tend to like a fair amount of the same stuff. I mean, obviously, 
there's stuff that we don't like that's you know discrepancies on, but um, you know, really kind of surprised that although there have been several movies that we watched that, that I thought were really bad, so um, you know, but this was just another one of them. I mean, they don't, I thought this this did nothing, it was not original. I didn't think the cinematography was great, I didn't think the dialogue was very good. I didn't think the acting was very good. I didn't think much. I mean, there wasn't, I couldn't really find anything to say, yeah, this is even really decent. Like, I just, I couldn't get there. I just, I thought the whole thing was bad. You know what I liked? That fucking topless Challenger. That car was cool. The car was was cool. I didn't even know if they made them like that. There were a couple of case scenes, like you said, you know, um, you know, a couple chase scenes that were cool, a couple gun scenes that were cool. I kind of liked the scene where, you know, the the shots, the scenes where him and the kid are sitting on the bench and 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 the skyline. You just you're contradicting yourself, Alan. You just said those scenes were trying to make you feel something, which they sounds were. kind of sociopathic, if you ask me. Well, they were. I mean, I feel like they were deliberately trying to tuck in your arches. I felt like this movie was pretty formulaic like okay you know what if that was my wife alan or my ex-wife i would have called her a bitch for fucking with my life like that you fucking took my hair and put me in a machine to loop my fucking day run yeah i wouldn't have been so thrilled about that one um yeah i mean i don't i you know it wasn't like when i say i like the scenes i'm talking about the actual visual part of it like the way the skyline kind of came in, you know. Oh, no, I'm just saying that was something that I had thought as a mental note I made is that I would have been like, how fucking dare you involve me in your shit? You won't let me see my kid, but right, you got to involve me well, in your bullshit. Guy, you know, this, dude's, this dude's supposed to be like the good guy, so he doesn't say those kind of things. He doesn't think that. Yeah, I guess this, that's yeah. like throwback idealism to fucking 80s movies. He's, movie you know, he's above all that. By all means, not not great. Uh, I did like he's the, uh, all that. He's he's going to take all the shit that's been heaped on him, and still just kind of smile through it, and still do the right thing in the end, and not have any like hard feelings or anger or anything about any of it. So that's so lame. It is because it's not. Again, another part of why that character is unrelatable not just the actor playing it but the role itself the way it's written is not relatable like you would be frustrated i mean you wouldn't just be like gung-ho to fucking be all yeah you fucked me over didn't tell my kid that it was that i'm you know their dad all this whatever the case may be like and now you want to fucking put me in the middle oh sure i'll just go ahead and do all that sure no problem no i'd be like fuck you you know and i think that that's how most people would be so um yeah, again, just another reason why I didn't find the character relatable or the movie, you know, very believable. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was a, a a Hulu movie, something you paid like you know, grand scheme of things to playing paying for the cheapest price. It's practically free, but then again, I could have you know. Have you seen the, the 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 first Dune movie? Oh yeah. Okay, so then I can talk about this, and it's not going to fucking spoil anything for you. No, and I, you know, we uh, watched it. Uh, we watched about half of it last night. I didn't make it. Okay, let's fucking you know, let's wrap up this. 
just we don't really have a lot of meat on the bones to talk about boss level. What's your rating for boss level? Oh, this is at best a one one out of four puffs. I'll, I'll give, give it four puffs just because I smoke every time I watch, so everything gets at least one puff. I'll give it one puff. It was entertaining. It was something to do on whatever fucking night I watched it. Uh, when it comes to Dune, you know, like I told you yesterday, I walked in the theater and uh, I don't know. I've never, this is the first time that I've watched a movie based on a book that I had to leave because I felt like I needed to read the book to understand what the fuck was going on in this movie. Because none yeah, of it don't. made sense. <laughs> yeah, you don't. The book's a piece of shit, too. I mean, here's the reality of Dune. Like, you know, they, they the, the trailer hypes it up. Oh, here comes the next Lord of the Rings. Here comes the next Harry Potter. There's a reason why that book's been out for 50 years. You know years. what's funny, Alan? That's the other reason why I walked out of the theaters because I've seen all this shit before. Yeah, and I'm not saying that like other people would be ignorant because they don't know that the Dune books have been around for like fucking right. anything. I mean, the anything, original Dune anything books, sci-fi you know? has ripped off Dune. So all these fucking right. themes I was seeing in this movie, I've seen that shit before. The scene with the fucking Baron, dude. George Lucas ripped everything off from Dune. Yeah, no, I mean I think everything. they're doing at the same time, and at the same time. There's a reason why it's been around for 50 years and it hasn't had the notoriety that it should, because in my opinion, it's not a very good story. Like the original Frank Herbert Dune story, the book one, or, you know, I don't even know how many books there are, but the, the original Dune there book. Originally, there are six books. Isn't very good. The, you know, I mean, I read the first book, which is, you know, as I under, you know, what I understood as being kind of the first. There were more after that, but. It's not, in my opinion, it wasn't very good. And that's part of why it, it hasn't been done more. And the first movie that was done, I don't know when that, that was done in the 90s, I guess late 80s, early 90s, was terrible too. And I mean, I, again, I haven't watched all of this, so I don't want to just pan it. I don't want to say anything real. But we watched probably, my, my wife watched more of it than I did. I was pretty high, and so I started to fall asleep and doze off. But that just tells you how well it was holding my attention. I mean, I just... Well, that's yeah, the other I thing mean, that made me like... Like, what's going on here? Because I brought my weed pen. I was taking a couple of hits in the theater. And I'm like, this is making... I, I never... Overly intelligent, but I'm not an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I can understand pretty much most of what... The information that's being thrown at me. I wasn't understanding this movie. And within, like, the first 15 minutes of it, I'm like, fuck, this is kind of confusing and boring. This is not... I wasn't expecting, like... Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, you know, I don't need action, everything, but shit needs to make sense to me. And I don't like going into movies where it feels like a bunch of other shit's already been talked about, but there are no other movies or, or, or source material leading into this movie for you to discover. So you're just sitting there like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Spice. Okay. Yeah. Is that a drug or what are we doing with that? Um, okay, you've got these weird powers, your mom's not married to your fucking dad. I don't understand any of this shit. And so I, I left. I left with probably like 40 minutes left to go. I left right after uh, right after like his entire world fell to shit. Like overnight too, that was, was so confusing. So confusing. 
and I don't think the weed helped it either, to be honest. Yeah, again, I didn't. Um, I'm not sure I got quite. I'm. I'm not sure I got quite that far because I don't remember that. But maybe I. Again, I wasn't. You know, I was half paying attention at that point. And yeah, I'm going to sit and probably try to watch it again. Um, but you know what it did was it made me think. It made me feel kind of the way you did, which is shit. It's been so long since I've even read Dune, and again, I didn't even realize there were more than one book. I think, I you know, as I understood it, there was like the one major book that was canon, or maybe maybe there are more. I'm I hear you saying there are six books, but as I understand it, you know, as I understood it, my whole life was basically the one major Dune book, and then there were some offshoots. Um, and so, um, thinking to myself, oh, should I need to read that again? And then thinking to myself, I don't want to read it again because I didn't enjoy it. Like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I think other science fiction stole off of it as far as ideas go, but did a much better. Um, I was never truly a huge Dune fan, and I'm not, you know, I think it's pretty. I thought that some of the cinematography was pretty. Oh, it was you know, beautiful. You know, those kind of things. And and obviously, what we're able to do now, you know, CGI-wise and, and film-wise, you know, as opposed to what they did in the late 80s, early 90s when they did this before, you know, it's, it's head and shoulders, and so it looks a lot different. It doesn't look like a cheesy B-rated film anymore. And at the same time, I think the story itself is kind of a B-rated story. I don't think it's as good as Lord of the Rings, or the story itself is as good as Lord of the Rings, or Harry Potter, or whatever else you want to... I don't think the book is that good. The, books are that, the book that I read is that good. I mean, I just didn't... I never thought it was that good. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I intend to watch it again. I just couldn't at that moment in time. And, uh, some of the shit they were talking about sounded like dangerously close to like some fucking Scientology bullshit with that fear is the mind killer shit. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, I, again, I, like I said, and I've said it now a few times, I didn't think Dune's that strong a story. So, you know, I when I saw that they were making a new one, I thought, okay, it is what it is, and I'll, I'll check it out. But I, it didn't necessarily move the needle for me. It's not one of those that I got super excited about, you know, because I, I don't think the story that's up is that good. Did I lose you? Hey. Hello. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Clearly, it was the app telling us that they wanted us to end the podcast there. Uh, it ends after sixty minutes. I was just kidding. I was just speaking of ending things. Juice Mango Loco, the unofficial sponsor that gave me the brilliant idea to mock the Latino community. Juice Monster Lungo Loco. Uh, it's an energy drink. Monster Loco energy drink. Yep. If you're feeling bold enough to mock Latino people, I guess you <laughs> would crack open one of these. I hope none of our three listeners are Latino listeners. If they are, we apologize terribly. Well, me apologizing fairly. At least I'm not drunk. The last podcast, Alan, you probably didn't. I did not, unfortunately. Were you drunk? Yeah. 
drunk on Budweiser. So you were in rare form? I was in rare form. Drunk, <laughs> loose lipped. Um you were saying uh something year before we got cut off. You weren't convinced something. Oh, I don't remember. I think I was just saying that uh as I probably, you know, beat beat it into the ground. Jim was that good a story. So I wasn't super, you know, excited when the when they I mean when they showed that there was a new movie, I thought, oh, I'll check it out. But it wasn't one of those that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I, you know, I can't wait to see that. So I'm not surprised that you found it a little disappointing. I'm not surprised that you found it um, complex and convoluted because I found the whole story complex and convoluted. I mean, again, I, you know, I guess I need to do some research because I didn't read more than one book. But the one Dune book I read um, – and the movie that I saw in the you know late eighties, early nineties, it's it's confusing, it's convoluted, it's not and part of why I don't think it's all that great a story, just because I think they're it's not written very well. I think it's too complex, it's too convoluted. Um, you know, they try to do I think he tries to do too much without explaining enough. Um well, and careful yeah, there, just, Alan. You're sounding like someone who's talking with a lot of fear. And if I <laughs> discovered anything, fear is the mind killer, so you better just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're scared Alan you're scared that was another thing they kept fucking telling Paul you're scared you're scared man shut the fuck up yeah people get scared are you not supposed to be scared yeah I mean I yeah you should be scared right you know honestly I came to that movie because I knew Dave Bautista was going to be in it. And we already know, Alan, he's not your favorite uh, actor or wrestler. You don't think he's a good actor. But I feel like I need to support him in his uh, continued endeavor in acting. And it was disappointing that he was in the movie for, like, seconds. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, I know, I, like I said, I haven't seen the whole movie. Um, I only saw about probably the first 25 or 30 minutes. But I saw him, and then he was gone, and I thought, oh, I wonder if we'll see him again, but it doesn't sound like we do. Well, it sounds like, because in the beginning of the movie, they say in small letters, part one. So I figure, you know, because from what I saw of that movie, I don't think the Baron's dead. I think he survived that fucking the assassination attempt by, uh, by Oscar Isaac's character. It was basically like Space Atreides, or... yeah, the, the leader of the House of Atreides. Um, right. So I figured that we'll be back in part two Dune. of Dune because they did say that this is like uh, the first movie is like the first half of the book or whatever. Oh, even, even better. So yeah, there's going to be a second another... part to finish out the first book. You know, honestly... I don't really need a whole this and none of it makes sense to me. Like it really doesn't. And this complex, why would you just put it on like a streaming service and make a TV show out of it? Why are you trying to make a movie and cram all this shit into it? Yeah, I mean I I do believe that I do believe with stuff that's much more dense and and in my opinion, um, you know, too complex even in the written form 
I do think the best way to try to extract those if you're going to put them on in a visual format is to do it in a in a series type setting. I mean, you know, the reality is is that when something super confusing, two and a half hours is not enough to, to explain it. And five hours or two, two and a half hour movies is probably too long to hold people's attention and still not long enough to suss it all out. I mean, if you do it all in, you know, 10 one hour episodes or whatever, then you can actually expand and let the story breathe a little bit and, and, and introduce us to some of these characters and, and take some of the, what feels like, you know, um, convolutedness out of the whole thing. Unless you're a TV show like this, Dark Materials, where uh, then it just doesn't make any sense no matter how you slice it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I didn't watch that, so I'm not. Oh familiar. my god! If you're looking to be bored and put to sleep, and then just uh, skip episodes so you can get, you should turn on your watch his Dark Materials. Now oh. that. That's Philip Pullman, right? Yeah. That's the author? Yeah. The first book is A Golden Compass? Yep, and then something about a golden circle or some shit. I, I don't know, honestly. As soon as I heard religion tied into kids' books, I was like, I don't think so. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, if... It depends on what, you know, what it is. I saw the, the Golden Compass movie and I thought it was okay. I haven't seen the TV show, His Dark Materials at all. Um, well, it's got the little girl from uh, from Logan, from the last Wolverine movie. She's the lead and it's got James McAvoy and some other people. It's got, you know, actors that'll pull you in. It's just that the story is fucking boring. It's another boring story. It was like, this doesn't make sense, you know? Sure. Yeah. Some of these things that I don't think that, you know, like, yeah, Dune, you know, to drop back to the original conversation, uh, there's a lot of people, the main reason, Alan, because I don't really know, my, my uncle tried to show me the uh, the first Dune movie way back in the day when I was like, fucking nine or ten right so i got no fucking interest in no fucking dune shit and as soon as they fucking talk about spice like i don't fucking i don't know what this is i'm out yeah um, fuck talking about cooking herbs and shit like that man fucking bunch of white people who each other with spices fuck out of here gotta get out of here this is realistic to my life And yeah, I mean, but that implies that Star Wars is, or that you know, any of these other movies that we are. I think you show anybody any kind of property with someone pulled out a laser sword, they're like, hey, yeah, let's go. Like, yeah, I can, you know, like, all right, I was gonna leave, but you pulled that thing out. You talk about some kind of force, and there's dark side. Okay, I can wrap my mind around the shit. I can't wrap my mind around the fucking fear of the mind killer and and blah 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 blah. You know, but I went to it because I know that Dune is a big property. People, you know, I've heard that. I've heard that. 
that quote about fear being the mind killer a billion times before I even saw the lines in the movie, whether version you pick. I don't think it really matters. So I went to it because I know that it's this big cultural thing for people. Like I listened to the Kevin Smith podcast and him and his co-host talk about it a lot. And they're, I would say, closer to your age range than mine. So I know that this was a big, a big thing for a whole generation of people. And it made them excited about it, which is excited. But I'm just, uh, it's too confusing. It's just too confusing. And I'm speaking from somebody who's not really confused by shit or easily uh, lost. This had me feeling stupid. I don't really, I don't think a lot of people don't like feeling stupid. So yeah, that's why I ditched it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, no, I, mean, I, I had I... too much fear, and fear was killing my mind. So it made me leave. Well, you know, when you, when, and again, this is the sense that I had with the only book, the only Dune book I ever read was that, again, the story is too convoluted and too complex. And, and yet it's not, and at the same time, not a very good story as far as keeping you, um, keeping your attention. So when you have all of those and then you try to put it into a movie and put it out in a way that, you know, the reality is, is that when you, even if it, from a book if you're putting it out in the theater as a you know a first time thing like this isn't a, a sequel to the old dune it's a it's a whole new thing it's a total reboot um you shouldn't it should be presented in such a way that you don't have to know you you haven't had to read the book or you haven't had to you know you can watch the harry potter movies and never read the books and be okay um they they differ slightly but not enough the same with the lord of the rings like um but if you're going to do something like a movie where the storyline is so complex, it, it just doesn't, I, I just don't think it works that way. Like you, you can't take, I, I just don't think you could take a book that has, that's convoluted and has too much going on and then try to squeeze it into something that you're going to present to people for the first time and hope that they're not confused and th- need to feel like you feel which is shit i'm missing something like if you can't do that then you're doing it wrong like you shouldn't have people feeling that way i never felt that way in a harry potter movie or a lord of the rings movie it made me want to read the books which i'd already done but it never made me feel like i had to and that's how that's definitely how you know it sounds like this one made you feel and you know my wife commented at one point about how shit i'm you know i probably need to read the book or you movie which implies that she that way so you should never feel that way seeing a movie that that means that that's a badly i think a badly written or badly badly presented version of the story yeah no you shouldn't uh you shouldn't be putting movies in the theaters that uh you have to hand them a what's that called a program like when you go to a play and they hand you a program hey this is what's going down and maybe a little insight you shouldn't need a program to walk into a movie. And I feel like everybody that was in that movie, I mean, they were, you know, middle-aged men. And then I, I saw maybe one chick, and that's probably because she was with her significant other. The movie was maybe because, uh, I don't know how to say his name correctly, Dina Venu, Dennis D- Dina, I don't know. The guy, you know, fancy director of Arrival and Blade 2044, 4, 98, whatever. Um, 
it's according to interviews, this is like his passion project. This is what he's wanted to do for a long time. So with that in mind, I, obviously he loves the property. Um, he, he, he quoted that. Um, I can't remember. I just had the name of the, the other director of the first Dune in my head and that slipped my memory. But uh, yeah, he, I don't know quoted, he was quoted as saying that the, the, the first Dune was good, but he thought he could do something different with this one. I guess the in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to say is that I think that he had made this movie for people that are a fan of the property and it's a deep cut for them, Dune. And Dune is the air that they breathe and shit like that. And it's not really something that the, just a casual movie viewer can like, oh shit, there's Poe Dameron or there's the lady that played Elsa in the latest Mission Impossible movie or there's fucking Drax the Destroyer or there's fucking Cal Drago. I don't think it's for people like that. I don't think, you know, I think it's for people that, that you know, Dune is what they fucking, the air that they breathe and the blood they sweat. And, you know, for me, it's just unfortunate because I'm forever going to be like, well, I really want to engage but I don't have time to figure out why fear is the mind killer. Okay. You know, I've got other shit to do. I just want to enjoy a goddamn movie. I'm not sure I believe that. Like you can see, like there's definitely cults of, uh, not cults, but there's, you know, uh, not uh, cult is the wrong word. There's groups around star Wars and groups around star Trek groups around Lord of the Rings, you know, comic cons, all sorts of stuff dedicated to just that. You don't really see that with Dune. I mean, I'm sure if you look hard enough, you can find Dune chat boards and stuff, but they're not Dune. They don't have Dune stores like they have Star Wars stores. They don't have, you know, they're not doing, Dune is not out there in the um, mainstream lexicon of fantasy stuff like some of these others are. And there's a reason for that. (laughs) You know, I truly believe that. And I don't think that this movie or at least what I saw of it, did anything to change that perception. No, I think you misunderstood what I said, Alan. I'm just saying that I feel like the director who made this movie knows these books and has a deep reverence and love for them. And I feel like maybe unintentionally he might have made this movie for people who these this mythology and this lore is is what informed their childhoods growing up. You know, some people latch on things they never let go and some people let go and uh, there are definitely people out there i've encountered that you know you start talking about fear and they fucking prattle off about it being the mind killer and talk about how great spice is i'm like goddamn like i thought i was a fucking nerd with my batman shit and who batman should be you you motherfuckers like i didn't fuck really like uh, i'm gay because i like harry potter but you're over here talking about spice okay yeah, see, I don't know anybody that's a Dune fanatic. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't even know anybody that I could. Fi- I mean, I'd have to search them out online to find talk about Dune with. Or maybe my dad. Like, I don't know anybody else. There's none of my contemporaries that know anything about Dune. They just don't. Like, my. I mean, we could talk about Harry Potter all day long. Me and you. I could talk to anybody about Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or Star Trek. Nobody knows anything about Dune. And, and that's because, A, it's too complex. B, it's too convoluted. C, it's, I don't believe it's out there like that. Maybe this director has 
niche of 500 Dune, you know, enthusiasts or whatever, but you're never going to convince me that there is a Marvel universe of people that love Dune. I'm, I'm not, I don't buy that. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that good a story or that well, uh, I don't think it's that good a story that people like it that much. I think there's, I don't think there's a reason or mystery why it's not more popular than it is. I mean, well, maybe I, I, I know for sure I've run into random people that were just start talking about Dune and I was like, wow, I guess it's a than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, obviously we run in different circles and we obviously meet different well, people and I'm not saying that there are like mostly this is when I was working at Amazon and it's a big, I wouldn't say cultural <laughs> melting pot, but it's just a melting pot of different weirdos and I clearly remember being in the smoking area and someone was reading like, it's like, fuck, you reading the Bible or something? No, nah, I'm reading Dune. It's like, ah, oh yeah, I don't want to get into that conversation. I know what this leads to. And then someone start off, here's the mind killer. We need the spice. Like, yeah, I need to get the fuck out of here. I think I'm done with this Newport. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, you know, I don't, and I, I think that your response to it um, is probably it wouldn't surprise me if this movie doesn't do well. It wouldn't surprise and and unless they've shot them like they didn't. Like, they need the first one to do good to do the sequel. I hope, that, that, I hope that it does good, so that he can get his sequel. I have nothing. I have no ill will against this movie, Alan. Pump your brakes, man. Jeez, I have. Sounded kind of like you wanted it to fail. I don't even know. Honestly, I've only watched 30 minutes of it, so I, I can't even make a full assessment of it yet. I mean, I definitely don't want Boss Level 2 to take it all the way back to the beginning of the, the podcast. Um, and, that you know, at this point in time, like I said, I have to sit and watch the rest of it, but I'm not necessarily interested in watching June Part 2 if it's going to just continue to be what this was. Again, it's pretty, but... That I didn't. I didn't see anything that really held down my. Attention. Yeah, but that's and, like encountering a woman that's pretty, but she can't fuck or she can't cook. What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> Stare at her all the time. It'd be the same thing, you know. If you're if you're encountering a guy and he's pretty, but he can't lay and he can't cook, he's just pretty. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be able yeah. to fuck or you gotta be able to cook. Cook or fuck, one or the other. You can't just be. You gotta, pretty. You gotta have some substance to. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm not even going to give Dune a rating. And obviously you're not because you've only seen 30 minutes of it. Uh, I, if they do a sequel, I, I'll finish the rest of the first movie. And I'll go back. So like I said, going to support Dave Bautista in his acting career because uh, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. And it's been... An absolute joy for me to see him go from wrestler to his first acting role in Smallville in a small part to becoming Drax's destroyer. It's been an amazing journey, so I'm going to support him in anything he does, unless he starts making like racist propaganda, and then I think I'm out for that. I think I'm out. Don't think I can just, you know, idly stand by and, you know, like most Trump supporters, 
he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, but he said a bunch of racist shit, which makes you the worst person out of the two for just standing by and letting it happen. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I think, you know, if you don't, if you don't say something, you're complicit. So uh, you're just a big is... piece of shit. And uh, Alan, uh, you, since you didn't listen to last podcast, I did a solo edition because I knew that uh, you would not want to have any part of you season three, which just premiered last Friday. And then I went and saw the latest Halloween movie in theaters, which I know you're not a big horror person. So I thought, you know, I could just leave, you know, leave baby in the corner for this episode because it's going to be a solo edition. Sounds good. I figured as much. I saw the uh, thumbnail and assumed that those were things that I was not going to be interested in. So that's why you, which is fine. I mean, I assume, you know, I assume not watch something that I have zero interest in to begin with. And secondly, you know, my goal isn't necessarily to just come on here and, and you know, badmouth stuff or have negative opinions. I mean, if something's good, I want to talk about how good it is. And, you know, so if it's something that we already know that I'm probably not going to like or that it's not, then it makes no sense for me to watch it and, and just come on here and pan it. Yeah, I mean, why waste your time if you don't have to? I do have some a bit of news, though. A couple pieces of news. <clears throat> and this one is, uh, I mean, depending on how you felt about the, the movies or how you felt about this actress and role in the lead Star Wars movies. This first piece of news says, says that Daisy Ridley has revealed text Jodie Comer, who portrayed Ray's mother in Star Wars The Right. Which, which I just want to share as a piece of news because I thought that's that's a cute little anecdote on two people keeping in touch. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it's great that, you know, in this day and age... Okay, when Alan, you don't have to, you know, hate Miser. Don't do your thing and ruin this. <laughs> no, I was going to say, in this day and age, when there's so many people that have, you know, adverse relationships, it's nice to hear people that are getting along and still you know, enjoy each other's company, keep in touch even after they're done, you know, filming stuff. Yeah, usually people are like, hey, that was just a job, you know, get a fucking life, weirdo. Fucking text me. <laughs> Your real dad left in 98 to get a pack of cigarettes and a loaf of bread. Deal with it. That's right. And this next piece of news, you know, we never, we always say that we're going beyond entertainment. We try to cover everything and we don't. We usually end up pigeonholed into you know, just movies and TV. We've branched out more recently with talking about some uh, music. Jeez, I had to fucking fight to remember that. Talk about some music. And this piece of news regards the uh, world of comic books, which is, to me, Alan, surprising for everything that's happened in the comic book industry and everything that's been happening across the board with everything. <laughs> but this article says that summer 2021 had the best comic book sales in five years. The last few years have been difficult for the comic book industry, and the entire direct market has frequently been called into question. Matters were made even worse by the coronavirus pandemic, which essentially shut the industry down for months and led to many retailers. Major publishers are adjusting their distribution models in light of the pandemic, 
with several major companies switching to Penguin, Penguin <laughs> Random House Publisher services for distribution of comics and graphic novels. Uh, so, but yeah, that's huge fucking news. Out of the last five years, 2021, when everybody's struggling to make some money, comic books were, you know, as you would say, Alan, business was booming. Yeah, no, I mean, I, <clears throat> again, you know, what's, what's once was cool and becomes uncool is cool again, as you know, everything does, you know, um, and I think comic books, clearly this shows the comic books have come back around. I mean, I, I don't know that they ever really died, but I know when I was a kid, they were super popular. I know when my dad was a kid, you know, they were super popular in the 50s and and they've had their ups and downs as as any industry does. Um, clearly they're in an up right now, which is great. I mean, I'm all for more comic books. I mean, I was buying a lot of comic books a couple years ago. I since recently, you know, the comic book store here in Vancouver, at least the one I used to go to when I lived here before, is shut down. So I need to find a new one. I'll probably have to go into Portland to find one at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love comic books, and and I think that uh, I think they're a great medium. Um, and I'm all for more comic books, and you know, more people reading them, all the better. They have a pretty dope comic book shop downtown Vancouver. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. But when I lived out there, that's where I was going. So I was I mean, there was one on Fourth Plane when I lived here before, but that building that it was in is not even there anymore. It's just an empty lot now. So unless it moved somewhere, I, I mean, I, I don't know. But I would Google for the one downtown Vancouver. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, I mean, I'm always good with more comic books. I mean, I love comic books. The only issue that I have with comic books is that, you know, as with anything, you know, it requires, it truly requires a um, you know, it, like watching a TV show or something, because you know, in theory, a, an issue does come out. You know, however often you, you know that that comic book is putting it out once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, whatever it is. Uh, and if you, you know, it's, I often go into the comic book store and think, oh shit, that looks cool, but it's already an issue five. And I ask the guy, oh, you got one through four, and he says, nah, but I, I might be able to get them. Oh, I yeah, I can get two and three, and it's like, well, shit, now I have to, I you know, and I don't want to start. Sometimes I have some issues with that, you know, just in the fact that you stay on top of it. If you get behind, you know, you can end up in a situation where it can be hard to find some issues of stuff. At the same time, you know, most comic book storylines, if you miss one, it, it might not be the end of the world. You know, the difference between issue three and five, you know, four might, if you don't have four, it might not be the end of the world. You can probably pick up the story again in five and what happened between three and five and four but yeah it definitely takes a certain amount of dedication to um staying on top of reading them and getting them on a regular basis which is where i always fall through the cracks i mean i'm good for a while i go in i find three or four things that i like i find a couple new series that i you know want to start from the beginning and i'll get the first couple and then i just you know time life happens and i don't make it back for six months and then it's an episode then it's at you know uh issue 44 and I'm only having issue one through three and it's like uh, I'm not going to try to buy four through 35 now you know so I guess it is what it is so I mean I, if I was a dedicated collector you know I would probably try to find those other issues um, and there are some that uh, I've definitely held on to I mean I have some old comic books that I know are worth you know not a lot of money but worth a few dollars and 
and I like those, and I, you know, I'd like to collect more of those kind of things. Um, but as a general rule, I just to go to the comic book store once a week or once every two weeks, I just can't seem to get it together to do that. Not to mention, you know, when I was a kid, um, even though I didn't have my own money, comic books were affordable, and not that they're not affordable now, but you know, I like to read comic books, so when I go into the comic book store, I'll pick three, four, five, six comic books. The next thing I know, I'm spending 30 bucks. And it's like, look, that's a lot of money on comic books or 40 bucks or, you know, or shit. There's one that I really like. Oh, they got the graphic novel of it. Well, that's 40 bucks in and of itself. So now my bill is like 70 bucks. So it's like, well, look, I don't really have that kind of money to just be spending on comic books all the time. And a lot of times it, it does take a fair amount of resources to continue to buy comic books. Yeah, no shit. You start selling crack just to keep up with your comic book addiction. <laughs> but unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we've run up against the wall. We're going to have to leave you. We're doing the classic thing that dads in the 80s did, where you're just sitting down, you're eating dinner, and then abruptly Mark gets up and yells out, I have to get cigarettes and bread, and leaves. That's what we're doing. We have to get cigarettes and bread. We're leaving. Don't know when we'll be back. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But let me leave you with this piece of worldly advice. As always, keep it classy. And stuff it down with a whole lot of brown. Hey, you know what? Wear a mask. That's all I'm saying. Just wear, wear a mask. mask. Don't I'm be a looking mask at a Funko Papa Scorpion, and you know what? He's wearing a mask. Wear a mask. You know, be like Sub-Zero. Get ice cold. Wear a mask. <laughs> all right, ladies all right. and gentlemen. Catch Talk you on to you guys. Oh, as always, thank you very much for listening. Later.